Real Life, Real Equity with your host, Justin, and the lovely Keisha Brooks. Say hello, everyone. Hi, and welcome, everybody. Our goal is to share with you real-life examples of entrepreneurs who are winning in both life and business. As real estate investors, our mission is to model, educate, and inspire you to act by sharing easy-to-implement tools, ideas, and information to add more worth to your net worth, more cash to your cash flow, helping you achieve your goals in less time. And we'll do that right after this commercial break. Are you part of the club? The Real Equity Club is a group of like-minded individuals. The club's purpose is to help create more wealth for its members. The mission of the club, to help you increase your passive income and net worth. The club is completely free to you. When you join, you will receive the tools, providers, and ideas you need to create, grow, and maintain your wealth. So join the club now at realequityclub.com to gain access. Or send us an email to info at realequityclub.com. That's info at realequity equityclub.com. We want to see you succeed in business and in life. So go to the website at realequityclub.com and join now. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, today, our topic of discussion is going to be on getting started in business. I've read countless books on getting started and I think there is some value in uh, the different types of business models. So we'll discuss a few of them today. Right. And then also agreeing on what you're wanting to do. So right. within your business or within your household, you want to make sure you're on the same page. Yeah. Agreement is very important. Okay. So so first, let's talk about the business model. So the business model that uh, we found to be uh, the best way to do business, and I've tried a couple now, uh, is the one person is a W-2 employee and the other person is the entrepreneur starter. Right. Um, I've heard many Entrepreneurs get started like this, where one spouse holds down the household bills with uh, their W-2 income, mm-hmm. and the other one uh, goes out and takes the risk and, and runs the uh, the gamut as an entrepreneur. Right. Now, there are, again, several ways to get started. It really depends on who's dependent on you. Yeah. Uh, because we would never have taken W-2 jobs at any point in our life if we didn't have a kid. Very you know, true. We could have taken a lot more risk, but when you have responsibilities, there's things that you really have to take into consideration. And uh, that was one of the major reasons I went out and got a W-2 job. I wanted to make sure I could take care of my family in a way uh, that didn't put them on a roller coaster ride that entrepreneurship is. Right, exactly. And we also want to go ahead and give you different methods that we have used, but even some methods that has not worked for us when it comes to building this business model. So a few of the methods that uh, did work and then some of the ones that didn't work, the Lean Startup is an excellent way to get started in business. Um, It is a method by which you get started in business very lean. It's also called bootstrapping. The idea is how can you get started in a business with little to no money or how can you be as lean as possible? A lot of startups when they're going getting off the ground, they use this model. I found in my experience, a lot of the biggest companies in the world typically start relatively lean. So for example, Steve Jobs and Apple, they were founded out of a garage. Michael Dale and Dale was founded out of a garage. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, Warren Buffett, he was founded out of his little two bedroom apartment. The idea of starting lean is a smart way to do business. Typically when we do business ventures, that's how we start out. And we ask ourselves, how can we do this without spending a bunch of money on the business right. in the beginning. What can we use 
and right in front of us that we already have that we already have as a resource absolutely right so then another thing to look at is whether starting as a full-time entrepreneur versus a part-time entrepreneur and that also just depends upon the lifestyle that you are currently within to get the business going so what do you mean so for example in our situation, you were transitioning out of the military. Right. And so we had the one baby. So right. at that time, we had well, to have... the baby. She was like two. Yeah, she was like Close two. To two. Toddler, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so at the time, we had to think about just our living expenses right. along with starting the real estate. You know, how do we make that work along with taking care of a two-year-old? Right. And so... Instead of jumping with no parachute, actually, I did jump without a parachute the first time I went into business, and I had a very good learning lesson, right? We lost a lot of money, and I ended up getting a W-2 job. It it was uh, probably one of the best things that uh, ever happened. It was also probably one of the worst things that ever happened. Um, I think that scenario for us was a two-edged sword. So I hear a lot of entrepreneurs say how... Uh, they never had a job or they only had one job and then they got fired and, and then they were uh, entrepreneurs for the rest of their life. That's mm-hmm. a very powerful story to have, one that I will never be able to say I've had because I've had many jobs. But one thing I can say is that uh, having a W-2 job buys you time. Yeah, very true. And what I mean is when you have the ability to really think through your choices, what you want, because you know that by selling off your time, in the form of a job, you have the ability to now not worry about creating the revenue to get started. Mm-hmm. You know, in one of my businesses, uh, my partners and I are studying uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. The base level needs have to be met in order for you to get to that next level, which is kind of thinking about your self-fulfillment, the things that fulfill you at a different level. And I think entrepreneurship, if you're really working on the business and not in the business, you have things that you're doing as an entrepreneur that fulfill higher level needs other than the basic level needs. I think Damon John said it best when he started talking about why he worked for Red Lobster for so long while he was founding FUBU. A very, very powerful way starting part-time. Robert Kiyosaki talks about it in his book, Rich Dad Poor Dad. He says, uh, work where you want to work, but mind your own business. Mm-hmm. Um, and it actually goes into uh, how... The business model that I keep seeing it often, uh, the, the model of where one person owns and holds down a W-2 job and the other person does the entrepreneurship thing. Right. 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 And it well, it just for us, it just showed that in the beginning it was Justin. And so as we start to transform the business at a point in time, I still didn't have to work. Right. But then we got to a point where. We were growing, and right. so the expenses were growing with the business, and then I had to go ahead and take on a full-time job also. So that's the reality of it, you know, and, and I think a lot of people get caught up on success mm-hmm. and how it should be just straight-line success. It happened great. Uh, that's not necessarily the case in entrepreneurship. Like we said, it's a roller coaster. Uh, Darren Hardy put it as a, you know, in a book, in the book format, The Entrepreneur Roller Coaster. If we're real clear and, and we're honest here, I've had businesses that have failed mm-hmm. and I've had businesses that have worked. Right. Um, the one that has stuck with me the longest is real estate. Yeah. Uh, and I treat real estate not as, as an, an investment. I treat real estate as a business and it's a big difference. Right. And that's how I got started, really. Uh, 
I did my real estate projects and I treated them as a business. I treated my third party vendors and contractors as employees. Mm -hmm. They don't answer to you, but technically neither do your employees. Your employees only do uh, what you want them to do because they want to do it. You're just giving them a guideline of the vision that you're trying to fulfill in the business. Yeah. And, and so if you do not as an entrepreneur have a way to convey that message to your third party vendors and contractors, there's no way you'll be successful when you get employees. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was able to practice uh, using my real estate business. Uh, when you buy a rental property and when you do a flip, uh, the people that are you're working with are the people who will either make or break you. Yeah. And how you treat them is everything. Right. Right. So there are many pros and cons when it comes to continuing to restructure and build the business. Right. Um, for example, you know, just having our podcast, um, <laughs> we've had a couple of systems that we've worked with in the background. That failed. And that failed. And yes. we've just had to restart, reboot. Yeah. You wouldn't know that. But. Know. <laughs> I mean, this isn't even the original name of our podcast, right? Right, right. We but we went to off. a trademark attorney and uh, we, we got the truth handed to us. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the reality is you got to iterate. Well, um, as an entrepreneur, it's a con- consistent roller coaster ride. There's ups and downs, bumps and everything. But you got to be able to... Um, learn to bounce back and just keep moving forward. All right. So now it's time for our educational tip of the week. The educational tip of the week is income statement, income statements, a form showing your income and expenses. It's also called a profit and loss statement. Uh, This form is a part of your financial statement Mm -hmm. Uh, and your financial statement uh, is composed of two things. It's composed of an income statement. It's composed of a balance sheet. Your income statement is essentially all your income at the top yep. and then all your expenses at the bottom. And after you do all your expenses, you get a cash flow number. Your cash flow is the amount of money you take home after all your expenses. Right. You want it to be positive. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that if is your very cash important. flow is not positive. <laughs> You, you might need this, to make some adjustments. You might need to expenses. make some adjustments. Yeah. <laughs> and again, your expenses, what we're talking about in, in regards to expenses, it could be anything from food to clothing to credit cards to mortgage payments to cars. Mm-hmm. Uh, your income, it could be anything from dividends to W-2 earned income, uh, rental income. So it could be just about anything as far as, I mean, your income is, is basically whatever whatever money you bring in, okay, and expenses. So that was your educational tip of the week. By the way, if you want to continue to get information like our educational tip, you can subscribe to our newsletter at realliferealequity.com. Go ahead and submit your email and your name and you will continue to be updated weekly on our podcast. Absolutely. All right. Back to uh, the the model that we were were, uh, talking about, the model where one person works and, and one person goes entrepreneur. If you can arrange that system with your uh, significant other, your spouse, that is a powerful way to go about things. Um, So, for example, when I got started in business, I went to work full time. I started my business part time Mm -hmm. and Keisha did the stay at home mom thing. Yes. Uh, What a lot of people don't know, Keisha and I have not always been business partners. Right. Right. Um, exactly. (laughs) You know, everybody's not always on the same page and Mm -hmm. I had to do a lot of selling as to why it was a good idea for us to work together. She has very, very strong 
talents that I don't have. And that is one of the more powerful things. Once you can identify somebody's talents and you can then self-identify your talents and weaknesses and you understand the other person, being able to work together, they can fulfill your weaknesses in a mutually beneficial way. Right. right? Exactly. And so it just so happened that my spouse was the one who could do that. There's people out there whose spouse can't do that. And in that case, you go and find the person outside of the relationship. Now, what you'll find is a lot of times opposites attract. So a lot of the things that you're bad at, your spouse or significant other is kind of good at. Mm -hmm. Uh, They balance you out. They they balance you out because you can't have two people who are really, I mean, I'm not a a marriage therapist by any means, but, uh, (laughs) you know. I don't believe that you can have two people who are the exact same personality and, and they can just click. It's well, just, they'll be consistently stepping on each other's toes. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. and I, I don't think that that is the uh, best way to grow a business, the best business model for uh, getting started. Right. And so for me, um, since it took me some time to actually see why we were doing this, um, the one thing that got me in that direction was goal setting. And so Justin and I took the time to go to a goals retreat. Oh man. And it was time. Yes. It was hard. Yeah. (laughs) That was, that was a logistics nightmare. And I don't want to cut you off, but you know, so go ahead. Well, I mean, this goals retreat, literally, I just think about just that time frame and how we even got to that point of us getting to go. I was officially working my W2 job. Yep. And I actually had to say, you know, I just, I don't think I'm going to be able to make it to work that time frame. <laughs> oh yeah. Cause you couldn't take vacation. They couldn't wouldn't let take. you take vacation. They literally, so the job that I had, they literally would block off the first quarter of the year, um, just because of the type of job that it was. And yeah. I literally was like, no, like this is important to me. I yeah. know this is going to get us in the next direction. So I, I did Whatever it took at any means necessary, took the risk to go on this goals retreat. Yeah, because you could have got fired. Because I could have got fired. Um, and we didn't need that at that time. No, like, we didn't. At all. And I even think about it at the time. Here's a con. I believe Justin's back went out like a few days <laughs> <laughs> before we even went on the retreat. I was yeah. like, are we still going? Like, what is yeah. going on here? Yeah. So it was just all this chaos happening just to get us there. Yeah. And usually when you're doing entrepreneurship, it's something is going on. It's, it's staring. It's like a storm brewing. Right before, yeah. Right before the sunlight. Right before that calm after yeah. the storm. Yeah. yeah. But I highly recommend this goals retreat because it is something that brought us together. Not only were we able to establish our own personal goals, right. but we were able to establish our goals for our business, our goals for our family. You know, it just really made you go in depth, in right. deep with those so, goals. So what's the name of the, the, the goals retreat since we said we really highly recommend it? <laughs> I mean, we're not going to sit here and, and tease you and not actually give you the name of the goals retreat. Yes. So the name of the goals retreat is called Create Your Future. And it's hosted by the real estate guys. Robert Helms is the facilitator of the event and he does a excellent job at at getting you where you need to be to figure out who you want to be. Exactly. Yes. It's It's a mind. I mean, like. Um, he even sets the atmosphere. Oh, it's the atmosphere is amazing. Mm-hmm. So, and we're not going to belabor on, on or sell you on why uh, <laughs> you should go to this event because I've told many, many people about it, countless many. 
But I mean, let's let's talk about a, a few of the sacrifices that we had to really create in order for us to get to that event. Yeah. We didn't have anybody here at the time. We didn't have anybody in the city who could mm-hmm. watch our kids. So we had to fly somebody in. Uh, we paid for their tickets. Yes. Uh, we paid them a little something to come in here mm-hmm. and stay. Uh, provided all the food. Then we flew out. Not it only, was snowing, too. It was snowing. We, <laughs> we flew out. We paid for... I mean, it was a scenario of a whole bunch of people had to take a whole bunch of time for me and Keisha to get to this event with three kids at home. Mm-hmm. That's a big deal. So when we finally got there, the benefit that we we got from the conference and from the seminar uh, was life-changing because you set many of the goals that you have today. Right. And I set many of the goals that I have today. Uh, but more than goal setting, the idea was to provide clarity yes. in our lives. You know, Keisha gained clarity on one of her major, uh, one of her big, hairy, audacious goals of, of owning a gym one day mm-hmm. and being the actual business owner of the gym and not just the personal trainer in the gym. Right. I set the goal of becoming a developer and building a development business, building a syndication business, That's big. Uh, it, which is big. So, you know, it's, it's, it's very powerful to have that clarity that you need uh, at the most critical in the most critical relationships you have. I right. mean, and that no, puts you on agreement. Also. The issue on agreement. Yeah, you have to be on the same page. So anyway, I, I, you know, that that uh, dynamic that we have created in our in our relationship um, has really helped us to really take our business as a, a, a team, mm-hmm. our business as a couple to the next level. All right. You know, one of the things we also want to talk about is value. Um, you know, whenever you're creating these relationships, these partnerships, you want to understand what the value is. I always go into the relationship asking, what is it that I have of value? And then what is it that I can add of value to somebody else? What is value, though? Because this is, again, one of those just pet peeves of mine. I'm hardcore about being just real and having tangible things you can use as far as value. So your value is that you can add to somebody is what is it that you do? What is your thing? What is your your unique uh, selling proposition? What is your Mm -hmm. unique thing that you do that, you know, everybody else comes to you about? It could be doing math. I love Excel spreadsheets. Are Um, you bettering this person or thing exactly are you bringing them up or bringing them down right i think that is value right uh uh uh, stephen covey in his book the seven habits of highly effective people talk about the emotional bank account how much are you depositing in the emotional bank account of the other person versus withdrawing from them your weaknesses can withdraw from that emotional bank account your strengths can add to that emotional bank account there's plenty of other things that can add and withdraw from emotional bank accounts but um, when you go into a relationship, the value for me is how can I add to that emotional bank account? Mm-hmm. How can I add value to the other person's life, whether it be through the talent, skills, abilities that I have, my unique thing that is me. Uh, you know, I love spreadsheets. How can I add value to help somebody with some spreadsheets? Uh, you know, I'll project and do pro formas and, and uh, evaluate deals. How can I add value to that person in that way? But also, uh, are you listening to that person to know what they need of right. value? Exactly. I think that's really big. So I'm going to brag a little bit about Justin. Oh, my God. Because there's two, there's two things he's done that has <laughs> bettered. When he keeps talking about relationship and we keep it real. So with us personally... In our marriage, we read together um, the five love languages. Yeah. 
I personally feel no, that this ain't no relationship. This is not a relationship we thing at all. No relationship <laughs> advice. We... <laughs> but I do feel that when we both read that um, literature, we figured out how to add value to the other person, knowing what their yeah. love language was. Yep. And Justin's is um, acts of service, so he you know, needs that balance of help when it comes to our business. It's not necessarily me being the housewife. Because I don't care about you cooking, cleaning, and all that. Right. And it it don't matter. Like we've said previously, we actually will hire someone to help us out in that area. (laughs) Like I said, as long as you're still in the house or I have the ability to go get food, I don't care about you cooking or cleaning. So my value to you is assisting when it comes to the business. So keeping things organized. But you like to do that too. It's not Mm -hmm. like I'm saying, hey, you need to do this. Right. I like things organized. I really do. And she (laughs) she likes being an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. She likes running her own business. And I'm of the, uh, uh, and I'm not going to let you, I'm not going to cut you off. But I, I am of the opinion that as long as I can help her be interdependent on me this is something i learned from robert kiyosaki and and kim kiyosaki they said they are interdependent on each other and ever since i heard that this was probably year three or four of our marriage Mm -hmm. i said i want keisha to be interdependent on me dependency is a crutch to me yeah Uh, i don't want to be her crutch i want her to be around me because she wants to be around me not because she needs to be around me Mm -hmm. and that's a powerful mindset shift Mm-hmm. So go ahead. Well, no, and then another thing that I notice um, on a weekly basis, um, Justin actually gets together with his partners um, and with the people that work within the business, and they are currently focusing on one book. Yeah, we do a book study. They at do a book the, study uh, at the recommendation mm-hmm. of my other partner, and uh, he, he's a very smart guy, and uh, I'll probably interview him one day. But, um, you know, uh, he said he wanted to do a book study. And I said, go for it, man. I'll support you in whatever way you need to be supported. And mm-hmm. you'll lead it. And I told him today, you know, being in the military, I'm all about creating leaders. Right. Uh, creating other leaders. I don't have to be the guy. I used to. I used to want to be the guy. I wanted to be the guy that everybody had the answers. I had the answers for everybody. Mm-hmm. I always had the right answer. But that's where education comes in, self-education. I read a book by Ray Dalio talking about principles, and he talked about not wanting to be the answer, the guy with the right answers. He said he wants to have the right answer, not mm-hmm. be the guy with the right answer. Right. And to have that mindset is very powerful because you can eliminate a lot of your own ego by saying, I don't have to be right. I just have to find the right answer. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't come from me, I can live with that. Right. So consistent learning process. Yeah. Even though you become an expert at something, you can still learn more about that. Absolutely. Thing. But in both scenarios, um, you were adding value, adding value to our relationship, our marriage, our partnership as business partners, and then also adding value with um, your other partners and um, working in that aspect too. That you know, I'm not perfect, and and understanding where you lack is going to be just as powerful as being able to add value to somebody. Because the more you understand about your weaknesses, the more you can supplement your weaknesses until you can make them strengths. Right. And then some things never should ever, ever, ever become a strength. And I said that a lot. It should never become a strength. There are some things that just do not need to be done by you. Right. So that's where the balance comes that's in. That's where the balance Finding comes the person in. that can actually supplement and add value to you in that area. Right. All right. So 
we've given you a lot of information today and we want to just go ahead and kind of just recap briefly on a few things um, that you can take away and use starting today right starting with that business model you know what that looks like whether you're working as a full-time entrepreneur or a part-time entrepreneur can you sell your spouse on going to work for you while you become the entrepreneur you can with <laughs> lovely things. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Kind of. Uh, I'm not kidding. Go ahead. No. Um, so that's very important. You know what the dynamic of your household is or your partnership, because it's not always the spouse. You know, right. you may agree to say, I don't want to be the business partner. Right. Absolutely. And that's fine. You know, Absolutely. if that's what you agree on and you guys can function that way, that's great. So then you go and figure out. It, to me, you have to have two or three people working in the same direction. Yeah. You know, that's what makes you powerful. There's uh, there's some people that say uh, the partnership is the only ship that won't sail. I'm uh, of total opposite. I believe that uh, where two or more come together, uh, there is so much more possibility when two people are fighting uh, the same thought right. or issue or trying to overcome the same problem. Right. And then looking at, you know, we um, shared with you some of our losses, some of our wins, you know, those are important too, because you're going to go through losses and, but then you're also going to come on top and win. Yeah. And you want to learn from the mistakes of others Mm -hmm. instead of making the same mistakes yourself. Right. Right. And then finding that value in someone, in something, what do you value? What do you consider as value? Right. Um, Another thing just to hit on briefly that we often do is we have like our own mission statement whenever we're setting out to do something what is the mission what is our mission statement for this particular business or what is the outcome we're looking for that right. also will help you find the value of what you're going to need from someone or how can you add value to someone right yeah great recap great recap that was uh right on point all right so we just want to thank you for listening remember if you have any questions feel free to hit us up on the email info at real again that's info at real there you can submit your questions uh also go on real submit feedback you can ask us questions uh through our feedback section on our website so uh, until next week thank you for listening thank you for listening see you next time Thank you for listening to Real Life Real Equity Podcast. If you'd like more information on joining the Real Equity Club, visit the website at realequityclub.com. There, you will get access to the tools, providers, and ideas you need to create, grow, and maintain your wealth. Again, that's realequityclub.com. If you would like to ask the hosts a question or be exposed to our podcast audience, visit our website at realliferealequity.com and submit a request. Again, that's realliferealequity.com. Or send us an email at info at realliferealequity.com. Again, that's info at realliferealequity.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week right here on Real Life Real Equity Podcast.